You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th, hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. You're listening to the Hockey Podcast Network. New shows every day. Find us at thehockeypodcastnetwork.com or wherever you get your podcasts from. Hockey fans, if you'd like a copy of my new book, Tales with TR, Fights, Film, and Folklore, head on over to flankerpress.com. If you'd like a personalized copy for $25 plus shipping, email me at terryryan2020 at gmail.com. That's terryryan2020 at gmail.com. Gents, boys and girls, welcome to another episode of Tales with TR. Wow, it has been five, six days since Nashville, and I feel pretty good. It's amazing, the mindset after the poison's out. I'm going to put the poison right back in tomorrow on Saturday. Because our caps, our St. John's caps got... uh, Eliminated. We got upset, really. We went in a shortened uh, pandemic season, of course, but we went 15 and one or 16 and one, something like that. And anyway, shit happens, you lose. But um, we lost to a, a great team, the Clarenville Caribous, who I used to play for. The last time I played for Clarenville, we lost in the Allen Cup final in, in double overtime. It was uh, pretty disappointing. But as I said then, as I said now, it's all not all about winning and losing. You want that competitive edge. And I kept the competitive edge over the most of my career. I, I, I was definitely more fiery in my, in my 20s, my 30s, I guess. And uh, the mindset changes a little bit. I, you know, I don't throw a lot of hits anymore or fight or anything, but, but that's more to do with Honestly, playing here in Newfoundland, like a lot of the people I'm playing against, 
I don't know. I find it a bit immature. I, I coached a lot of them. Like I'm in senior. I'm the oldest by a few, not that anybody asked, but by a few years, I guess, I don't know anybody else in their forties in the league. I'm trying to think, but anyhow, anyhow, point being, we got upset with the caps and, you know, it, and I mean, it was full. We, we, if we win, we're in the herder final. It was full. I mean, the rink was full. We're right getting back to like people being passionate about senior hockey again and knowing it was my last year, you know, we had, we had a lot of good things happen. Kyle McGraw got a scholarship to St. Mary's, you know, uh, during the senior hockey regular season. I've never heard of that. Um, you know, not recently anyway. Uh, to, to, you know, I've, I've, lots of people in our league have gotten scholarships, but they just come back after them. Really, do you get one on the way up? But uh, anyway, a lot of good things happened. A lot of good guys, a lot of good memories. Um, so I don't like just leaving it at that. You know, let's get everybody together. Because in years from now, I mean, you'll look back. And of course, it'd be great to win. Right. It would have been a lot. It would have been real great to win as a unit. But when you don't, you know, it, it's really not everything. You, when you look back, you can't look at these things. I didn't win the herder. I didn't win the championship. I didn't win gold. You know, so it's not worth anything. I know it feels like that at the time. And to be honest, I like the attitude as an athlete. Right. Like when Penny Lane. You know, I'm just saying my, my daughter plays high level soccer. You know, they're really getting into it now on the under 13 team in uh, Mount Pearl and uh, on the provincial, she's on the provincial team. So winning has to sting. I don't tell her, I, I don't preach to her what to think because I want her to be sportsmanlike. I tell her, shake the ref's hand after every game. But if she comes off pissed off, I just let her vent. I just let her do it because that is a good reaction as an athlete. You want to better yourself. I'm just saying, you know, after, after, you know, I spent, I'm just trying to think of my evolution as not only an athlete or not only a, a hockey player, but as an athlete. And I'm telling you, and, and, and when I was in my twenties, I remember two big incidents, man. Once I, we were playing local roller hockey for the provincials. And I'm here, a professional player, like in the NHL coming back here in the summertime. And I, yeah, I, we lost and I, I busted my stick. You know, I threw it up in the stands and nearly hit my buddy, Brad Sturge's mom. I remember that. I remember a guy, Teddy Murphy, great local referee. And uh, not many locals get the chance to actually do pro games. Right. But, St. John was playing for the St. John's Maple Leafs and, you know, he held me back and I was trying to get at Steve Beijing and I, I, uh, you know, I corked him and I didn't mean, I didn't mean to cork him, but I shouldn't have kept going trying to, you know, he, he had me forcibly restrained like he should. He was the linesman and I kept going at it. And I just remember like, what, what is this? You know, and we're at the end of the game, flipping out sometimes losing and, you know, just to a better team, nothing in particular happened and crack my stick off over the boards. Fuck this. You know, but that turns into just, I'm not saying I don't have the same feelings the other night. God damn it. It was an awful feeling. But when, when you lose so much, you know, cause you're not going to win everything. Right. I mean, God, I've been on some great teams I mean, professional. I mean, in, 
right from the NHL playoffs. I mean, I was part of them one year. I didn't play, but I remember losing out to Pittsburgh and and being kind of upset. I'm like, you know, hopefully boys can keep going. A few injuries, I might get in the lineup. This is the NHL. I remember in the AHL going to the semis, losing against Providence. Um, the Team Canada, Jesus, coming silver, getting silver with the Canadian ball hockey team in Slovakia with my buddies Chris Sparks, Danny Goss, Patty O'Keefe. More buddies, but I mean just from Newfoundland. And uh, that stung. They all sting. But looking back, I'll remember us all, you know, having dinner outside and in, uh, where were we? Bratislava, Slovakia, you know, touring Europe basically together. I mean, it was a lot of fun. And we got a silver medal in a world championship. I mean, it should be. At the time, I wanted to fire it in the river. But, you know, you look back, you're like, fuck, man, that means something. I see it on my wall. Like, good thing I kept that, you know? Um, it is about the journey. And if there was no, if you won every single time you were favored, it wouldn't be very interesting. Um, but anyway, as an athlete, you just got to bottle that shit up. I'm not saying I don't feel it anymore. I just go in whenever I put the towel over my head and I tell myself, don't flip out, react in an hour, in an hour, react. And you're going to be settled down a bit. Just like when I'm in an argument, if there's anything I've learned from living with somebody, I don't think I'll do that again. I think a lot of the problems with me and women, you know, I've been with some great people. I find it really hard to live with somebody. You start building up animosity and you get in these arguments. And with Danielle, I mean, it took us getting divorced. And I know we still couldn't live together, but it doesn't mean I hate her or anything. It doesn't mean these arguments need to last. So when we do, I just, uh, you know, because we spend time together, of course, we're raising the daughter. But now I just think sometimes I even turn off my phone for now or, or, or a day, not turn it off, but don't talk to her for a day if we get in a big argument or some shit. And then I realize that now we can talk. But if it's right off the bat, I mean, I'm not above fucking kicking a hole in the wall. You know, I've never been violent with Danielle, nor is she with me. I'm not saying that it doesn't get there, but only it doesn't get there because we keep our emotions in in check. It's fucking World War Three a lot, you know talking more about in the past now because we're learning but like anything like sports like everyday life like it, you got to learn to hold in that temper but in order to learn i think a lot of times you got to kind of fuck up right i think there will be a time that penny lane i don't know i i don't know what, what it'll take i mean i hope she doesn't i i spit in the other I, I remember getting suspended in minor hockey a guy was at me i chopped him and i spit in his face wasn't a great thing but i definitely learned my lesson there to a degree i mean i didn't spit in anybody's face again but i i i i started to feel shame as they say in Slapshot. and you know time is built i'm still i mean i could go out tomorrow now and wreck hockey and someone piss me off and do something stupid i mean i i don't think that'll happen I'm not trying to act like I'm cured and I'm the answer, but I definitely learned the type of athlete I am. I was completely childish, unsportsmanlike, and a bit of an asshole when I would lose. I still have those feelings, but like a bad hangover, you get the anxiety. You go, man, okay, like, won't go to Nashville and lose my phone anymore. I'm not going to put myself, I'm going to at least lock my phone. First thing I did, right? Got my, Eye sensitivity now on it, pattern, whatever. It'll take Fort Knox now breaking into my <clears throat> breaking into my phone. But you know, you learn lessons, and uh, 
Penny Lane at some point is going to tackle somebody, cleat them, pull somebody's hair. I don't, I don't know what it is, but you, you know, you learn after that. I'm, okay, I still have these feelings, or I wouldn't be out, or I wouldn't be a competitor. You can't teach yourself not to have those feelings. Otherwise, there's no point being on the field. But what you can do, or the ice or whatever, is learn to bottle it up. Okay. So because of my chaotic week last week, we got uh, two episodes this week um, of uh, just me and you. So I'm going to answer some questions now. Why not? And the first question I have, everybody in the sports world has probably dealt with this again. I feel almost like the Will Smith, Smith snap slap. I was going to ignore it. But anyway, like 10 of you have asked me this question. Uh, in the last few days, and not just, I, don't, I mean, people I ran into at the rink. Um, it, it, I was at Tim Hortons this morning. Hey, T-Bone. I don't know this guy. Hey, T-Bone, can you believe Clayton Kershaw? Because they know I'm a sports fan. So for those who don't know, Clayton Kershaw was throwing a perfect game the other day. There's only been 23 in the history of the major leagues. And we're talking hundreds of thousands of games. In fact, it, it, I think it started to be recorded in 1901, if not earlier. Baseball goes back to the 1800s, as does hockey. But I mean, the MLB itself, right? Like, I, I believe, here, I'll look it up. One second. Yeah, it was 1901. I also realized when I get hopped up on coffee and sativa, fucking sativa weed, I go a little fast and I've been going fast. So I'm going to try to slow down a little bit here. Because when it's just me and you, it's different than having a guest. You don't want me yammering off. It sounds like a panic attack. I get it. So I'll slow down a bit. Um, 1901, right? 1901. There's only been 23 perfect games. Would have been 24, I guess, if Jim Joyce didn't fuck the guy on the Yankees a few years ago. Let me look up that as well. Armando Galarraga, check that shit out. Check that shit out. He, he, he was, had a perfect game going. Ninth inning, two outs. Ground ball goes to first. Guys out. Jim Joyce, the ump, safe. Now imagine when they looked at the replay, there was no replay then, but you could clearly see he was out. Now what was Jim Joyce thinking? You give the guy the benefit of the doubt, right? Pulling off what it would have been the 24th perfect game ever. Now, here we are. So that didn't happen. He deserved it. He technically threw a perfect game, but Jim Joyce fucked him. So that wasn't a story. Slow down. Um, if that wasn't a story, Kershaw's thrown a perfect game. Far be it a no-hitter. He's, he's throwing. He's got a no-hitter. He's throwing a perfect game, right? After only 80 pitches. He doesn't have 130 pitches in, you know, they're not, he's got 80 pitches. Now I know it was a short training camp, whatever, but I mean, come on, you're a pitcher. You don't have to be at training camp, be firing the ball on your, but you shoot your fucking arm. You're making tens of millions. Your arm should, you should be able to train that. I, I, but point being, it's the fifth game of the year. I don't think it was fatigue or he's going to throw his arm out after 80 pitches. For those that don't know, that's, to have a perfect game going in the seventh with only two innings left, 80 pitches would be very reasonable. It's a low end. You had 13 strikeouts. Um, so the point is, as a fan, you want to see this. 
So I don't like the Dodgers. I grew up, I mean, I'm impartial. I watched the Jays. I grew up, my dad's a huge Yankees fan, right? It was Yankees, Habs, Yankees, Habs, traditionalist or Boston Celtics, right? Like all of those teams. I don't really remember football. We didn't watch it much more into that now, but that was it, right? The traditional teams. So point being, we didn't really like the Dodgers, you know, American League fans, everything else. Now, I don't do everything my dad does. I'm just saying around here, my knowledge. It's not like I'm a fucking huge Dodgers fan. I don't get much information. They're out on the West Coast. I got no reason to like them. I, I, I've hated some players that have played there. Number one being that Puig fella a few years ago. Uh, anyway, I just don't like the cut of their jib. And I cheered against them. But I'm a baseball fan. And I like Clayton Kershaw. I think he's one of the one of the freshest positive vibes to come along in baseball in a while. He gives his hardest. He tries his hardest. He had a couple of rough playoffs after like unbelievable Cy Young years. So I kind of fell for him. They finally won it. Really feel good for the guy. But what I'm saying to you is that what I'm trying to convey is that if I'm a baseball fan, like what is the be all and end all? So Dave Roberts is their GM coach, whatever. He's making the calls behind the bench. So if this is such a unique thing. Now, first of all, if he throws it, aren't you going to sell some? If it's about money, aren't you going to sell more Kershaw jerseys? Aren't you going to get everybody in the sports world talking about the Los Angeles Dodgers? And they got a cool uniform scheme. I like their, you know, their gear. You know, I, I, I love Two color teams, the, the Leafs and, and the Red Wings, I think, are the only two left. Maybe I'm wrong. I'm just scanning in my mental Rolodex here. Uh, right. You get the Yankees, right? The pinstripe. You, generally in baseball, you get some teams with just two colors. And I like that. I like the Dodgers blue and white. Uh, I like the tradition of the Dodgers. I'm just not a big fan. But what I'm saying is that if the only goal is to win the World Series. If that's the only goal then me as a fan, I'm shit out of luck, especially if I don't cheer for a specific team. I do now cheer for the Jays, I guess, but I, I'm one of those sports fans. I got to do this. I got to keep my finger on the pulse. I really do like the storylines rather than just, I'm going to cheer for the Jays because they're Canadian. And, you know, that's where my head is. And they're accessible. If they get in the playoffs, I might be able to go up. I might be in Toronto. I spent a lot of time there. <coughs> I feel they're my little local team, you know? <coughs> but... I'm not like diehard. I like storylines in sports. So you're taking every fan like me and you're pissing on our fucking. You're pissing on my back and telling me it's raining. You know, oh, this is for the good of the sport. No, it's not. What's the sport? Isn't the sport about the fans? I want to see a no hitter. I don't like the Dodgers. But if it's the eighth inning and I know one's good, if it's the fifth and sixth inning in a, in a, or sorry, a perfect game, not even a no hitter. I'll tune in whatever I'm doing. I don't care what fucking team it is, right? If a guy in hockey has eight points going into the third period, I'm going to tune in. I don't care what team he's on. I don't care if it's a player I don't like, right? So you got all those teams, 30 odd teams, I don't know, 32 or 33, right? Like most of the major sports now. So let me look that up as well. How many teams in the majors?
Two titles are up for grabs on the stacked UFC 273 fight card. Join the action with DraftKings Sportsbook, the official sports betting partner of the UFC. New customers can bet just $5 on any fighter and get $100 in free bets, win or lose, guaranteed. If the sportsbook isn't available in your state yet, you can still get in on the excitement. Everyone can play for a share of millions in prizes with DraftKings Daily Fantasy MMA Contest. DraftKings safe, secure, reliable. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code THPN. Throw down $5 on UFC 273 and get $100 in free bets no matter what. That's code THPN this Saturday at DraftKings Sportsbook, the official sports betting partner of the UFC. 21 plus restrictions apply. See show notes for details. Is 30 teams in the majors. So that means the ultimate, so only one fan base of 30. So that fraction, one out of 30, obviously, can be genuinely happy after the playoffs. Because what you're telling us, that's the be all and end all. There's no other, there's nothing else important in the sport other than the very, very last pitch, winning the last game, winning the last game of the year. That's the only goal. Now, I would argue that I really enjoyed watching Vladdy Guerrero go three for four the other night with three home runs and a double. Right. But I don't I don't want to see him taken out. Now, it's a little bit different as, as a hitter, right? Because they pitchers, though, they don't want to throw out their arm. I get it. Analytics. Right. I haven't mentioned analytics. That's the whole reason. But I think it's ruining baseball. Now, if we were sitting here playing battleship and it was all about numbers and letters and spaces on a board and it's complete analytics. I get it, but we're baseball in particular is taking this human element and they're taking it out and basketball to a degree where these guys are sitting out taking like, uh, what do they call them again? Uh, or ma- maintenance days or whatever, you know, as a fan, why are you, if I'm a part of the fan base of a particular team, why am I paying to go? And I don't randomly know. I bought tickets a month ago to take my daughter and I'm going to go and the superstars aren't playing. Why? Oh, they need a rest day. Fuck that. Shorten the season then. That means you've got a problem, right? That means you have a problem. If you've got to give these guys days off to rest up for the playoffs, it means that inherently there's a problem in the sport. If the major starts, like if I can't, if it starts getting to the point that I fly in out to Edmonton to see Connor McDavid skate around and he's taking a day off, then... (laughs) I'm not sure if I want to watch the sport anymore. And I'm at that point in baseball. Like I will pay attention to the Jays, but I know in my head, I'm not going to see anybody steal any bases anymore because the analytics say they're not going to way. You might see, you know, the odd fucking blue moon, but I'm not going to see Ricky Henderson anymore. I'm not going to see. And if, if you're, if you're taking the best pitcher in baseball, arguably you're taking the, one of the best arms in the, his gen of his generation, out of a game five games into the season. And he's throwing, not to mention he's throwing a jam. He might, I mean, the odds are, I'm not saying you're doing him a favor by leaving him in. I mean, you're giving him the chance. And I'd go in and as soon he fucking throws four balls, he walks somebody, take him out. He'd still have a no-hitter going. Actually, fuck that. Someone gets it. I, I'd leave him in for the no-hitter. I really would. Unless we're talking about, you know, there's six at-bats go by 
and it's three and two counts and, you know, six foul balls are hit or knocked off. And he's at like 135 pitches that that's different. But I think that would have been the case at any point in baseball history. But I just find now if you're taking individual accomplishment out of the game and you're completely going with analytics to worry about October in April, the weather hasn't even come around to summer yet. And you're planning on after it turns back, like the weather will be like this again, the summer will have come and gone. And that is what you're saying to me is that you're so worried about October and this guy who you're paying tens of millions of dollars to go out and achieve that his he's, he's just a robot. It doesn't matter. The fan base, fuck y'all. Right now. What if you don't win? What have you said? Right. And there's even the Dodgers are a great team. They might be odds on. They're one of the odds on teams. They have to be. But. They'll likely lose. Right. I think Tampa Bay are going to win the Stanley Cup, but they'll likely lose. Right. If we all knew who was going to win, even the most favorable, the most obvious choices. (laughs) Okay, talk to me about basketball last year. How many people that are basketball fans had their money on Milwaukee? Look at the beginning of this year. Who would have said the Lakers sucked like they would have sucked? So people can be wrong. But what I do know is that seven innings had gone by and there's been hundreds of thousands of games in the history of baseball. Each team plays 162 a year. 30 teams. Right? 30-odd thousand games or I guess, oh, sorry, 3,000, but yeah, 3,000-odd games per season, and you're going to go back over way over 100 years. Of course, schedules have changed here and there, but for the most part, it's remained the same. Baseball's like that. It's very, the dimensions and the, the history, a lot, a lot of it has, has stayed true to, to, to form. Although a lot's changing now. We can have that conversation sometime, but anyway... I'm saying in all that time, thousands of games a year, 23 ever, ever times has a pitcher gone up there and performed perfectly. And we were six outs away from that happening. Right? Six outs away. 21 were in the bag. Right? The whole game, most of it's in the rearview mirror. You're looking ahead. You're seeing light. He could have even tossed in, lobbed him over the plate. Boys are going to go to bat for him, right? They're going to go harder. You still got to hit it somewhere, right? You could just lob it over the plate, the majors. I mean, most people are going to do something with it, but you can't just exactly place the ball. You can rip it, but a lot of times it goes right at somebody. The odds start like six outs left. The odds start turning into your favor. The whole rink, the whole field, people are starting to go. Well, even the visitor, even the visiting fans, the opposition's fans, sorry. Um, right? Even they're going, you know what? We got a, a little stick tap here for the boy. He's, he, he's throwing a, a gem, right? Everybody in the sports world, the, the TV, the channels change. Uh, we're, we're, we're jumping over, folks, to the Dodgers feed. We have a perfect game going. 
and you're going to sit there and take them the fuck out. Now, all I can say is that if you're if you're if you're in charge, if you're Dave Roberts and you're making that decision, it's not just you, of course. Right. But. You're the, the organization, the, the owners, the GM, the coach, the fuck, you know, it, it, there's advisors, everybody else. So this had to go through most Rob, but Robert's making the decision. So. What I'm seeing is that you want to keep your job, so we all have to we all have to be as sports fan robbed of this opportunity because you're trying to keep your job, because if you weren't, you'd want to see it, too. You're not really thinking that the only big be all and end all is the very last game of the year. We win again. You want to. But I truly believe that it becomes why are you even looking at the analytics? Are you really going, you know what? These Dodgers, like, it's just so important. Like, every personal statistic, the only thing that comes down to is the last part of the year. No one would agree with that. If you're making that decision as a, as a sports mind, as a baseball mind, then a lot of it has to come to do with it's, it's going to fall on your shoulders and you're going to get fired, right? Right? So you'll protect your own fucking job, but you're not going to fucking give this guy a chance who's done everything. Is You wouldn't have any World Series without him and penance and all the things that he's done, gone to the all-star game, pitch gems, jerseys, fucking in the million dollars sales. He's going to be in the hall of fame. And you're going to fucking yank him after seven, after a perfect game. I think it's a slap in the face to sports. And if we can all do our part, my little, my little, little tiny part, I'm just not going to fucking watch it. I'm not going to tune in. I know it's not going to do much, but you've lost me as a fan. I am going to tune into the Jays. I'm not one of these. I'm going to take my bat. And I'm going to take my ball and go home and I'll never watch again. I'm not saying that. Right. Because I know I love baseball, but I, I love it for a lot of reasons that are being ro- that I'm being robbed of as a fan. And I do take it fucking personally. I'm going to watch the Jays. I, I hope they win as, as a Canadian. I'm, I'm, I'm going to take in my baseball information, I guess, by whoever they're playing against. But I don't give a fuck anymore about most other teams because what, what does it matter? They don't care about me as a fan. At least I can say the NHL, you can love it or hate it, but they do do they, they do their best, at least at the moment to try to show off their, their, their star power. And I think they do a decent job at that right down to, you know, uh, you know, no buckets in warm up. That sounds silly, but I remember Bob Gooden, I was the head of the NHLPA coming in and talking to us at the time. And I was like, you guys like that when we wear no helmet? I thought it would be dangerous. But they're like, hey, the fans don't get to see you guys. The helmets are on. If you want to go around and warm up and take the chance, we're, we're fine with it. The odds are you're not going to get it with a, with a puck, but it's a chance for them to see your face. I remember them that. They're, they're always thinking about the fans. And, you know, you can make you, – you can say – Fuck them. They're trying to take fighting out. And why are they expanding to Las Vegas when they should be in Quebec City? You can argue with those things. But the reason they're doing them, they're trying to make the game better and open to a bigger audience. Sometimes you fuck up. But, you know, you, you, you take two steps forward, one step back, and that sways the pendulum. But if, if, if we're at the point, and I heard people bring up, well, it's the same as Austin Matthews. If he had 69 goals, taking them out and not giving him a chance for 70, it's kind of the same, but that's a, that's a, a season long accomplishment that while 
great and would be phenomenal within the annals of the game. That, that comes into a season. We're talking one game. What it's like is if Austin Matthews had nine points going into the third period. Records 10, by the way, by Daryl Sittler, a leaf. <coughs> yes, surprise, surprise, those who didn't know, you would figure Gretzky or Lemieux or somebody. But it was Daryl Sittler, 10 points. So that's to me what it's like. If, if Matthews had nine points and you're taking him out before the third period starts. Now, that would be ridiculous. You and I know it would be ridiculous, and I don't think that Sheldon Keefe would make that move. I don't think Kyle Dubas would make him make that move. They might be gnawing on their fingernails going, hopefully he doesn't get hurt, right? But they're going to give him a chance to get the point, right? They're going to give him that chance. At least I think they are because they give a fuck about their fan base. I know a lot of you don't think so, and I keep referring to the Leafs. I don't know. Cole Caulfield, Johnny Goudreau, Brock Besser, I don't know, whoever, Max Pacioretty, fucking Tom Wilson. I don't know. I'm going around the league. I'm just looking at all these GMs and coaches, and I, I think they would give the player the benefit of the doubt to go out and try to carve you know, his, his name in the record book for, for history. Right? Fuck, I just find, I, I don't know. To say I'm upset at the direction baseball is going in would be an understatement. And the thing is, I loved Moneyball, the movie. I did. I loved it. And there's something to be said for that. And it, 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 every, you know, analytics, there's something to be said for analytics, for sure. There's something to be said for it. I'm just saying, sometimes can we fucking flush it down the toilet when we got a, a, a generational game happening? Is that too much to ask baseball? Get your fastest players stealing some more bases. Is that too much? I love watching baseball fans out there, even if you're a moderate fan and you're sitting in the stands and someone just mid play, like takes off for second base. And, you know, there's a there's a play. Boom, boom, boom. Pitcher to the plate, catcher up to second base sprint. Right. It's a little different than watching it. I like watching stolen bases more than I like watching the 100-meter dash at the Olympics. Manute Bull or whatever. Not Manute Bull. Jesus. What's his name? Usain Bolt. Manute Bull. Usain Bolt. It was great to watch. It was. I won't even say great. It was, it was nice. It was entertaining to watch. But I prefer watching a, the fastest player in baseball steal a base. I didn't, I, I didn't like Ricky Henderson at all. Dating myself. If those of you don't know who I'm talking about, look it up. But was he ever fucking exciting? Right. He was the excited cocky fuck. But was he ever exciting? You didn't know where he was going to hit it. And you were just waiting for him to get on first. He'd steal second. Then he'd steal third. Then he'd steal third a lot. Stole home a few times. What excitement that is watching a bit. That's not happening anymore. Right. It, it, <laughs> Ricky Henderson wouldn't get the chance to be Ricky Henderson. What would we have been robbed of? Again, I don't like the guy, but. I really like watching him play. Nolan Ryan. Roland Ryan. What do you have? Seven no hitters? Hold on. Because he wouldn't have had any in today's game. Hold on. Fucking seven no hitters. Over three decades pitching. Tossed his last one at 45. My age now. He was tossing no hitters in the majors. Now, you telling me they would leave a 45-year-old in the lineup? Now? Fuck, they'd take him out after five. For sure they would. 
And look at that feet that we got to see. A fucking guy in his 40s tossing no-hitters. Right? But you'd be, be fucking taken out now. Or load management, they call it in, in basketball. I loved when the, 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 the run the Raptors went on. I loved it. But I was in Toronto that year, and I didn't see Kawhi play. What the fuck? What the fuck? Paid money to go to see this? Not even my number one sport. I want to see the Raptors. I want to... Fucking what? what? What's this? The best player's not playing tonight? It wasn't even possible for me to fly to San Antonio a couple years ago, but now he's in Toronto for one year, and I don't get to see him on my one fucking trip because he's making $35 million a year, and he needs a break. He needs a break, mommy. Fuck that. Kyrie fucking Irving, eh, I need some personal time. Well, you're making $40 million. Can you take the personal time during practice, please, you fuck? But that's where we're going. I haven't seen it in hockey yet. But don't take too many games away from my favorite players in hockey because you might not see 50 goals. Right? I'd like to see Matthews get 60. Now we're starting to, you know, now it's starting to, it's not hugely important. But I follow story, point being, I follow fucking sports for the stories. And just one of those stories is who wins at the end of the fucking year. Right? Think of the last 10 years. Can you rattle me off right off the top of your head without looking it up? Who won your favorite sport? There's four major sports. I'm talking about Major League Baseball, football, the NFL. I'm talking about the NBA, and I'm talking about the NHL. Of course, there's NASCAR fans out there. Of course, there's National Lacrosse League. Of course, there's WNBA fans. I know all of that. I'm just saying those four sports tend to have similar kind of schedules, you know, a, a regular season leading up to the playoffs. They have similar, they play in similar arenas, you know, the same sort of promotion, collective bargaining agreements, you know, can change, but it's generally teams, you know, and the players. And, it, you know, it's generally when I'm comparing sports, I'm talking about those four. Okay. And within those four sports, If load management, anyway, I'm going to finish this thought first. Think about the last 10 years. Each one of those sports, whichever one that tickles your fancy the most. Now, you might be a fucking huge fan, but you'll still have to think of you. You might not know who won 10 years in a row. My point being, it isn't the biggest thing. I don't know. I'm try- I have to do my homework now. I'm, tr- I'm trying to go back. Right? Tampa won it. Pittsburgh won it. St. Louis, I guess that would be the last four years. Am I... Maybe I'm wrong. I, I don't know. Before that, I mean, I, I know I could really think it out. But, 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 I remember all kinds of achievement. I, I, you know, I remember the Hamburglar. Remember that with Ottawa? The goalie coming in? Darren Hammond, was it? And just putting on a clinic for like the last 20 games of the season. Came back this year. Good to see him. You know, that that's a story to me that I'll remember as much as who won the cup that year. Cause I don't know who won the cup that year. That was like six or seven years ago. I'm guessing Chicago or Pittsburgh. If odds, if odds on, but I don't know, but I remember that story. I remember Cole Caulfield coming in last year. Uh, you know, that's close to home. First round pick making his way, putting on a clinic in the playoffs, making the finals. I mean, they didn't win it. Right. But that was a great story. 
right? The Habs of 2021 was a great story. Love them or like, like, like it or hate it. They didn't fucking win. Brian Boucher, my, my goalie I had on here in junior, went up to the NHL. Pretty, I'm not going to say average. He was a backup most of his career. Uh, definitely above average, of course, to play that long. But Bush was never up for the Vezina. But what he did do was go five games in a row with a shutout one year. And everybody knows it. It's the NHL record. Now, can you imagine four games in them yanking him and saying, well, you know, load fucking management. You play in Phoenix this year. You're going to suck again. But, you know, just in case we win the cup, we're going to put in fucking Johnny Smith from fucking Flynn Flan, who's in the minors. But, you know, you're riding an NHL four game fucking shutout street streak. But we're going to put fucking little Johnny in to get his opportunity because load management, Brian. But what the fuck, coach? Load management. Shut the fuck up. I want to keep my job. Anyway, I, I, I got to take off. Penny Lane got soccer. So Q&A this, this week was literally one question. Now, I know I talk too much. But on this particular subject, I wanted to be very, very fucking clear. Because the whole world seems to be going robotic. All the, 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 the people are being misinformed on both sides. I'm not being political here in, in a sense. I guess it, it spills over into that, but I'm not saying in politics. I'm saying just in, in a lot of different areas, whether it's fake fucking Instagram posts or whatever it is, everybody smiles. There's a lot of shit going on in the world, a lot of divisiveness, a lot of misinformation on uh, mass and personal levels, a lot of bullshit. A lot of stress out there, a lot of inhumanity, especially after this pandemic. If it wasn't bad enough, we couldn't talk. We couldn't hug. We couldn't do a lot. We couldn't kiss. We couldn't fuck for a long time. Now, give me my fucking baseball. Give me my fucking sports. For the love and honor of fuck, we don't need those going analytical, too. They have been for, for years. I know that in analytics or something, it's just information. But it's, it's getting fucking insane. And in this time of computer everything and, and fucking robotic and systematic and you know everything this app and that app and this is easier and you know this machine will replace you at work and this app will make you feel good right no need to go out to the bar go online and date I get I get all of it but we're all going in that direction let me watch a fucking perfect game give me a goddamn chance as an athlete as a sportsman, as a fucking human, I don't want to go to a game that's supposed to bring out passion and emotion and just see a bunch of fucking numbers rattled off. I don't want to see that. And I won't now because I'm not going to fucking watch. But go Jays. Now, that being said, Green Sleeves, downtown, uptown, check it out. TJ's Pub, Trinity Pub, Bull and Barrel. Why not? Support local either way, but those are my bars to go to in town, as well as Merchant Tavern, Jeremy Charles. Look him up. Have him come cater for you. Unbelievable place. Unbelievable human. Unbelievable chef. Kodiak Muscle and Joint Relief. I can't explain this enough. My buddy Merle out in Kelowna, but I think they're up and going now on their website. They sent me some stuff. They got some skin cream with CBD, and their uh, Muscle and Joint Relief got CBD and THC. And uh, like I said, I don't get on here and plug shit that I don't believe in. Um, but I might sell out sometime if I was offered enough money. Hasn't happened yet. 
So the things that you hear me plug in are things that are close to home, either my buddy's restaurants or whatever it will be, or bars, or my good buddy Earl with this amazing skin cream and muscle and, and uh, joint relief, Kodiak. Penny Posh, Women's Wear Reimagined. Check that out as well. Uh, unbelievable coveralls, hoodies, and I'll always throw in a book. Um, and you'll get a deal if you want to go through me. Terry Ryan 2020 at gmail.com. If you'd like a book of uh, fights, film, and folklore, shoot me a note at that, and I'll uh, tell you how to obtain it. That's it. We got Robbie Shrimp coming up next week. Episode 99. We're getting there. And 99A will be out on Monday or Tuesday. That'll mean we'll be, be rambling and getting to some more questions, of course, that I should have done this particular segment. And then we'll have Robbie on Thursday. Thanks for tuning in. Love you guys. Catch you on the rebound. This has been Tales with Tia. Huh?